Wellspring, Matters of the Heart in Relationships There is that one moment in life as a young person when the pangs of love grip you and your heart burns with love. At times you struggle with your relationship. You are vexed with what the future holds. What is the word of God to say concerning the matters of the heart in relationships? Join Reverend Nomatuturu on a weekly podcast as he shares practical lessons and a personal experience on love. Build a solid foundation for your love life according to the word of God, which is our light and lamp. Let's dive right in. Like a dove, when I found you, I found love. It has been amazing and humbling getting feedback from you, our listeners, regarding the positive impact that these teachings had on your lives or they have on your lives. And for that, we want to thank God. Allow me to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you today. We bless your name. We exalt your name. We thank you for your loving kindness and your mercies. We thank you that the entrance of your word brings light and understanding. In Jesus' name, we bless you. Amen. Last week, we concluded the part on what love is is shown in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And remember, we said we use the word of God as our plumb line, like our dead bishop, Dr. Colin, always says that the word of God must be our plumb line for everything that we do in God's house. So, beloved, I want to say to us that last week we looked at what love is according to the word of God. And we agreed and said that, you know what, many people in their love relationships, marital relationships, have squabbles continuously because we underestimate, we we look down upon the power of the word of God. We look down upon the principles of God's word when it comes to these issues. We compartmentalize our lives and forget that the originator of love is God. So in order for us to know how to run our love relationships, our marital relationships, it's important to always refer to the word of God. It's important to always refer to the word of God. And I will say that, remember, why we are looking at this aspect of matters of the heart and relationships is because at times young people are stuck with each other after proposing and agreeing to a love relationship. May I remind young men and young ladies that getting into a love relationship is a building a foundation for a marriage in the later stage of life. So when laying a foundation of any type of building, materials are used and a lot of work is put in there. For example, you know that um, when you build, you need a lot of uh, materials. You need cement, you need concrete, you need gravel, you need uh, pits and there is a lot of work over and above the manual labor involved lay on laying a foundation. So it's very important that even when it comes to love relationships, it's an issue of laying a foundation for our marriages. So it's very important for us as young people to know that. So foundation building is a worthy investment. It must be good and it needs time. 
It must be good and it needs time. It needs focus. It needs attention. So today we just want to look at five pillars of a love relationship. Please take note that there are many pillars, but for today we just want to look at five and we believe that this will help us build strong love relationships. We believe that this will help us to, to lessen, to reduce the, the, the strive, to reduce the, the fights in love relationships, to reduce heartbreaks and relationship breaks and so forth. So we believe that these are going to help us. Number one pillar, we've got the pillar of communication. It is said that the heartbeat of any relationship is communication. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines communication as the imparting or exchanging of information by speaking, writing, or using other medium. Nowadays, we've got cell phone, texting, using WhatsApp, Facebook, Twitter, any other social media uh, uh, platform that you can think of, uh, uh, Instagram and, and so forth. There are so many. So now there are different types of communication. For instance, we've got what we call verbal communication, which is the use of language to transfer information through speaking or sign language. You know, the use of language to transfer information. When I'm speaking to you like this, you cannot see me, but you can hear my words. This is, uh, I'm verbally speaking to you. Then we also have non-verbal communication, which is the use of body language. <laughs> as I speak to you, as you listen to my voice, you have no idea how my body is moving, whether I'm, I'm you have no idea how my facial expressions are. You understand non-verbal communication. So it is the use of body language language, gestures, and facial expression to convey information to others. You know, it can be used both intentionally or unintentionally. For example, you might smile unintentionally when you hear a pleasing or enjoyable idea or piece of information. So non-verbal communication is helpful when trying to understand others' thoughts and feelings. So in a love relationship, it's important for a young man, a young lady to gauge the moves, the, the gestures, the body language of the other person so that you understand them. I remember one of these days when my son was asking for, they were asking, asking for an apple, a fruit to eat. And I said, no, I was saying no, shaking my head in a sign to say no, but at the same time I was smiling. And my son said, Mama, what you are doing is not right. You cannot say no and smile at the same time. So it's important to understand non-verbal communication. We also have what we call visual communication, which is the act of using photographs, art, drawings, sketches, charts, and graphs, you know, to convey information. But uh, in, within the context of a love relationship, visual communication nowadays, I talk about it in the later stage of this uh, teaching for today. Then we also have what you call written communication. Now in the context of a love relationship, written communication used to be like uh, for myself, I remember sharing with you that when I got into a love relationship, we used to write letters to each other with my boyfriend then. You know, we used to write letters. The post-telecommunication system was still uh, robust, up and running then. But now, you know, very few people write letters, but there's what you call written communication. So basically you are writing, expressing your thoughts through writing. So long ago when cell phones were not yet available, that's that's the basically the form of communication that used to be very popular. So 
people who communicate via phone may not necessarily get to know each other really, you know, but those who meet regularly, they will know each other closely. Why? Because they see each other's gestures over and above the verbal communication. They see the non-verbal at the same time. They can also, uh, you know, benefit from the visual communication. So, Fights come from non-verbal cues. Many a times, each person is a way of communicating. So hence, it's important to learn your other person. It's important to learn your, 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 your lover. It's important to learn them to know what they mean when they use a certain tone, when they talk to you. So communication is very important in a love relationship. So some people can pretend a lot. And I want to say to young people that it's not advisable to pretend in a love relationship because some can pretend even up to the day of marriage. Then you see some of these things that coming up in the marriage, that coming up in the marriage and you ask, did you see these things? They say, yes, I thought the person would change. It's not good. It's not right to pretend. So the bottom line is that communication in a relationship must be clear and transparent, you know, and we always say really that if you are not happy with a particular thing or something in the relationship, don't keep quiet. And if you are to talk, don't, don't, uh, you must find a gentle way of putting across your point without hurting the emotions of the other person. It's amazing as a pastor, you know, I have spoken with young people who will tell you that you know what mom this guy cannot talk he can't talk nicely this lady is not able to express herself nicely whenever she opens her mouth it's discouraging things whenever he opens his mouth he doesn't see any good in me all in the image of communication, all in the way of failure to communicate. So communication is the heartbeat of every relationship. We as young people must take time to learn each other, must take time to grow together and build together our love relationship. Number two pillar is agreement. Amos chapter 3 verse 3 says, how can two work together unless they agree? Establishing the commonality between the two of you is very important and critical. How can you work together unless you agree? Here we talk of agreement in terms of your values, your common values. What are the things that you value as an individual? You know, for others, they value being taken out every time for a meal. Mm -hmm. Some are people they value uh, uh, getting gifts for, for their birthday. It's amazing. You find young ladies angry over the fact that he forgot my birthday or he bought me things that are not nice or something like that. But those things you must that pillar of agreement is very important. Talk about those things as you begin your love relationship, as you begin to work together. Talk about those things. So you talk about, you know, your values regarding ties with secondary relationships. Talk about those things. How often do you visit relatives? Do you want to be visiting relatives during your courtship time? Talk about those things. Don't wait for a time when there is an opportunity that is availed to itself for you to visit and you start saying, but we never agreed that we can be seeing our relatives. I don't yet want to be known and so forth. Talk about those things as soon as you start on your love relationship. It's important. How long will our relationship last before formalizing? Talk about those things. Talk about those things. Because you hear at times young ladies, they'll be telling you, ah, mom, 
I don't know. He's not saying now you're in, in, in a relationship for the past 10 years. What is the guy saying? I'm not sure. What are the things that you agreed when you began your love relationship? Lay a foundation. Talk about those things, honey. We are going to, to at least spend a year and a half together in this love relationship. And then after that, we formalize. You know, don't be overwhelmed by love feelings and forget to lay the critical foundations for your love relationship. Number three pillar that I want to talk about today, fidelity. What is fidelity? One of the things that young men, every young man, young woman should know about getting into a love relationship is that it means that your life is now starting to adjust. You need to adjust. Now that you have found or have been found, adjust your relationship to recognize that this person is now more important. You know, I, as a pastor, have talked to young people. You hear some relationships breaking up because these things have not been spoken about. You know, the way you relate to the opposite sex. You are a lady. You had boyfriends before many of them, maybe in the church. How, to what extent is your, 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 your partner allowing you to communicate with the uh, guys uh, as a guide to other ladies? Young people fight over that. You hear somebody say, our relationship broke up because she's spends most of her time on her phone with other guys and, and, and so forth. And meanwhile, the other person will say, no, these are my schoolmates. I was with them at college. What do you want me to do? But talk about those things as you start on your love relationship. Talk about those things. It's very important. Adjust and you adjust on certain statements. Uh, adjust. There are some things that you can say to your partner. There are some things that you cannot say. You need to adjust yourself. That is fidelity. Number four, establishing interest, the pillar of establishing interest, you know, accommodation of each other, accommodating of each other. There has to be tolerance. You accommodate what you believe you can live with. Remember when you spoke of temperaments, we said the moment you discover that this person is of this temperament, am I able to stay with this for the rest of my life? You are a phlegmatic, easygoing, slow. You, you are not thinking of anything. Laid back. You have this collection person? Are you willing to go with that person? Are you willing to live life with them? Are you willing to accommodate your partner if or she has no interest in ministry? For instance, you know, those are some of the things that young people need to establish as soon as they start on their relationship. You are a young man, believe you have a call of God upon your life. You, you speak about it. You talk about it to your girlfriend and make sure you establish your common interests. A, a shepherd, I remember reading one of Bishop Dirk uh, Howard Mills' book where he speaks about the issue of shepherding to say, you know what, young people, when you spend more time in the field um, evangelizing, doing the ministry, doing ministry work, evangelizing as a shepherd, it is where you meet a shepherdess. And uh, when you meet a shepherdess, it's easy to flow then in a love relationship because uh, as a shepherd, you are smelling of sheep, you are smelling of sheep, and she's smelling of sheep. We are both smelling sheep, so no one will say you, I don't like the smell of sheep on you. Why? Because you have established the common interest amongst the two of you. It's very important as young people to establish those things in our lives. And I believe when we do that, we are going to be helped. When we do that, we are going to be helped. Pillar number five as we continue. The pillar of intimacy. In every relationship, 
it's important to establish boundaries. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 13 says that make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled but rather healed. Talk about issues openly. Agree on times that you should meet. You know, I remember when I was in a love relationship during our courtship time with my lover, then we will, we, we just agreed that, you know, whenever it was our appointment day, I should be home by half six, later 7 p.m. But whenever we exceed half past six, he would call my brother to say, you know what, I'm sorry, I've delayed bringing Noma back. I know that it's something that is funny for young people because nowadays young people, they stay by themselves in their flats and so forth. They are working. I was working then, but I was still staying with my brother and his wife. But, you know, he, he would communicate. He would let him know that we I'm, I'm together with your young sister. I'll be bringing her back. So those things are very important to establish. Even if you are staying by yourself, young man, young lady in a flat, you must set boundaries of times when you are supposed to meet and when you are supposed to part. You are supposed to set boundaries. It's very important. So I, I say that, you know, agree on those times. So nowadays, as you stay by yourself in a flat, you still must establish boundaries, you know, and don't stay uh, till late. Don't stay, don't be together up until 12 p.m., 1 a.m. because there's no curfew. It's an appearance of evil, young people. It's an appearance of evil. Don't awaken love before it is time because that's what the word of God says in Song of Solomon 8 verse 4. So it's important to abstain from all appearances of evil. First Thessalonians chapter 5 22 actually says that abstain from all appearances of evil. You know, with the advent of technology, the, 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 the cell phones, many young people have used this to their destruction. You will be amazed that many young people have used cell phones to their destruction, even in love relationships. So it's very important on the pillar of intimacy. It's important that you know what? Don't allow the cell phone to destroy you. Don't allow the cell phone to control you. You know, don't send each other provocative pictures and videos, photos of yourself in the bathroom, you know, wearing a nightdress, lying on a bed. It's amazing the crazy things that our young people are doing. So, but those things are destructive to you, you know. Uh, some they enjoy video chatting, it's good. Allow the cell phone to help enhance your love relationship as you communicate with each other, but don't allow it to destroy you. As young people, you know, you must not allow cell phones to destroy you. It's amazing that even young men nowadays in love relationship, they demand that send me your boobs. I want to see their shape. Huh? <laughs> Young people, we must not destroy ourselves with this technology that has come in a way to improve our relationship. But we have allowed these things to destroy uh, our relationship. At times, young men, they request to, uh, to be sent private parts. It's shocking. It's shocking. And those things are destructive. And those things, it's a foundation, remember, that you are laying for your love relationship. They build mistrust and so forth. Remember that the, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's not a touch shop. 
It's not a tech shop where everyone comes in and picks whatever they want and so forth. You know, it's important to maintain the standards of purity in accordance to the word of God. You may look and say, at this reverend who is talking, she's old-fashioned. Yeah, you call me old-fashioned, okay. But those things, they are distracted to you if you are not able to control them. I will tell you that, you know what? The word of God has not changed. Our biological makeup has not changed. Yes, um, technology has changed the way we communicate, but don't allow technology to destroy your life as a young person. You know, it's important if we don't talk about these things, we will not be able to build strong relationships. That's why the, the, the number of divorces, that's why the number of mar marital breakups, relationship breakups and heartbreaks and so forth. So those things are destructive. And at times, young ladies, you find themselves that they're, they're tormented in love relationships because they know that this guy has got my pictures, my nude pictures and so forth. There is nothing new under the sun brothers and sisters. There is nothing new under the sun. Never think that, you know what, I, I really have to know her first, to know how, how she is first before I get married. There, there is nothing new under the sun. The word of God does not change. Maintain high levels of purity as you relate with each other. You know, it's very important. So boundaries concerning use of technology should be discussed. Use technology for intimacy, yes, communication to your advantage. You know, there's nothing wrong with you sharing love stories with communication. But, you know, the question is even young people, if we are to ask young people today, a young person to say, can I have your phone? How many would gladly hand over their phone to their elder brother or their pastor or their elder? Many of them will think, you know what, I, I would rather just crash this phone than for you to see it or for you to scroll down my, my, my messages or my photos. What is it that is on your phone? Those things have destroyed young people and many of them who fail to control themselves through the, the cell phones have eventually destroyed their marriages. You know, there's nothing new under the sun. We must live in purity. So it's important to discuss those boundaries. Many of our young people have been exposed before when you send each other nude pictures, you know, mm -hmm. when you spend time to sexting, what is that? You spend time till late into the night, 2, 12 a.m. And the language that you use when you relate with each other, if a young lady comes across, maybe you've got a date, you are meeting, if she's nicely dressed, it's, it's good to come and you are looking good, you know, don't go beyond the comment that you have given, starting now to, to look for extra things and so forth and so forth. And this quickly reminds me when we shared on mistakes that young men and young ladies make at times, the gifts that you buy yourselves, you buy each other. You find a young man buying a, a, a nitrous for a lady, buying a bra. How did you know the size? Of her boobs. How did you know? <laughs> so those things, they, they expose young people. It's important to remain pure in the eyes of God, to remain pure with each other. Do not deflower each other. And, you know, some of these things that happen in, in, in the unfortunate cases of young people fornicating, that is sex before marriage, is because of the things that they would have exposed themselves to, especially through technology, through the use of 
cell phones and so forth. You must master cell phones. Don't allow them to master you. At times, you hear young people say, ah, it's because of an application that is on my phone. An application doesn't upload itself. It doesn't download itself on your phone. It's you who downloads, who installs a certain application that shows you nude pictures, private parts in, 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 you know, it's important for young people to maintain purity as they deal with each other. It's important. It's important. So it's very important. When you read in Songs of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 4, it says, I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, that ye stay not or awake my love until he pleases or until the time is. So for young people who fall into sin, which is fornication for those who, uh, who, who who don't know, it's not that you know they just jump at each other when they walk in this. There are things that are working. There are things that that trigger that zesa in the body and things like the, the, the nude pictures, things like you know, the things that, the, the, the language that you use. In all things we must be pure. In our language as we relate with each other as boy and girl, let's not be worldly. Let's not be worldly. Let's not be carnal like people who do not know the Lord Jesus Christ, like people in the world who do not know God. Let's not be world, but let's use this technology that has come to enhance our love relationships and to maintain a purity in our relationships. So the, the pillar of intimacy is very key. It's very important. The pillar of intimacy, agree on boundaries. And I, I, I think one of the things that I'm forgetting to mention, the issue of passionate kissing, you know, Kissing is for marriage. The marriage bed must be kept pure. And when you start kissing each other, when you're boyfriend and girlfriend, it leads to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And before you know it, um, the paint is down, the trousers is down. And before you know it, you get yourself into trouble with God. May God help us. May God help you as young people. We believe that there is a generation of young people who know God, who know the principles of God's word, who live in purity, who do not fear men but fear God, who, who do not do things in private and justify themselves. The word of God does not change. The word of God does not change. You can say we are in a modern era. We are in the 21st century, but your bi our biological makeup as human beings has not changed. And the word of God has not changed. May God help us. May God help us. May God help you young people to build strong love relationships, eventually leading to strong marital relationships. God bless you. Before I close for today, I want to give a young person an opportunity to receive Christ. You say, Pastor, I've never given my life to Christ. And I believe that these things you are talking about uh, at times, I, it's out of ignorance of the word of God. I want to give you an opportunity to receive Christ. Make this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for today. Thank you for my life. Forgive me all my sins and make me your child today. Thank you in Jesus name. Amen. You have made the most important decision in your life and I believe that God will help you take your time to attend a Bible believing church and get to know the word of God and grow in the things of God and grow in the knowledge of God. Thank you so much. Thank you dear listeners. Let's meet again next Monday as we look at our last part of running a relationship as we look at five love languages according to Gary Chapman. Thank you. God bless you. Mm-hmm.